Guys, I am so excited to be here. Um, I have a little bit of sad news that this is going to be the final episode of season one of Lead Now, guys. It's been such an amazing journey um, from where we started off um, earlier this year. Um, and I just have decided that uh, I don't think I'll be able to produce consistent content over the summer. So we're just going to take the summer off. We're going to grow. We're going to build. And I'm excited about coming back in season two um, when the school year starts. That being said, though, I do want to thank all of you guys for your continued support um, and listening and all of the amazing um, just feedback that you guys have given us. Um, I really couldn't be here without you. And I also couldn't be here without awesome friends who joined last second to uh, hop onto the pod, like my good friend, Eddie. Say hi to the people, Eddie. Hey, people, what's going on? <laughs> Eddie is the man of many last names. Uh, we could have San Francisco That's... on there. It'd probably be true. It, we could say... Yeah. Uh, Convention Center, no, Convention Center, all of them. Uh, what is uh, the real last name? Cornucopia. Uh, real last, yeah, real last name, Co Francesco. Um, See, you understand. If you, you can, understand why. Yeah, yeah. If you can say Francis, and then you can put a co at either end of it, then you can get pretty close. I'm not even gonna try it. We'll just Eddie San Francisco <laughs> is here, and we are pumped to have him. Uh, fun fact about Eddie is that he apparently was able to put up with me so much in high school that he decided, you know what, being roommates with this guy in college would be a good idea. And so yes, <laughs> we were college roommates, super fun. He was the dad of our group. Um, yeah, something like so that. That's, that's basically his leadership resume right there. It's <laughs> that, just, that's it. That's it, the whole resume. <laughs> what else? What else you got on that resume? Um, well, Scotty, as you know, uh, in college, I was the president of Fellowship of Christian Athletes at the University of Florida, uh, which is a really great national organization. And I just was blessed to be the leader of one chapter of that organization. Um, and then I also have experience leading in, uh, in a ministry context. I was an intern for almost two total years in different youth ministries. And now I work as a high school resident minister, uh, just gaining leadership experience, working with students that are in that ninth to 12th grade age. And then, yeah, that, that's the experience. That's the resume, I'd say. Yeah. And I, when thinking about guests um, to wrap up the season, I thought, man, Eddie would be the perfect guy because right now he's working with high schoolers. And then he's also coming out of a season where he was working directly with college students. And so with this podcast, with what it is geared towards, perfect guest. And so what we're going to be talking about today, just really briefly, is how to lead in the off season as the season of lead now is finishing up. And also I know sports are kind of finishing. I know for football players that may be into the spring workouts. I know basketball, you're into your travel ball, all the other stuff. You're in your off season. You're not in the main season. How do we get better? One, obviously from a physical standpoint, we understand that what's typically necessary, but more so in a leadership aspect, how do you get better in the off season? Eddie, um, when you, you were playing football, right? Is that, that's also yeah, on your resume? Yeah, I did. I'm, you guys can't see me now, but I'm currently repping my high school football clothes, uh, living back in the glory days. <laughs> yes, the glory days of TFA wing T offense. Uh, hey, yep. but you were the center. Yep. You you anchored that sucker down. Um, <laughs> what what were the off seasons like for you? Yeah, um, the off season as a high school football player was take a couple months off after like pretty much off off right after the season ends. And, you know, that can be anywhere from early November to late December, depending on 
if you make the playoffs, if you make a state championship run or factors like that. Uh, so that gives you kind of two months right there. And then you usually come back from New Year's and start lifting and watching film, getting ready for spring practice, starting to try and get that strength back that you lost in just two months because uh, the strength goes away real quick. Uh, and yeah, that was the off season for high school football. And obviously like the off season gets different and lasts different at every level of football. And it's just different for every sport, every like grind of your life has a different off season. I was just thinking about this earlier, like professional football in a sense gets March to August off. And that doesn't include mini camps or anything, but like the season ends after the Super Bowl in early mid February. And they pretty much have all of that off until August. Um, golf though professional golf gets september one month that's their off season like just vastly different still pro athletes they do different things but it just lasts such a different amount of time and that like trickles down to all different elements of life as the off season is always changing yeah yeah it's crazy how dynamic um you have to be as an athlete um even a student athlete because i know there's also a lot of multi-sport athletes out there Mm -hmm. Um, and as soon as you're done with one season, you're really picking up another. Um, yeah. and so, yeah. So how were you, cause it's easy to be a leader on the field, to be in the front of the charge, to get everybody in the huddle fired up in the off season. What is it like being a leader in those spaces? Yeah, I think the first thing that you said, uh, it is easy to lead in season and, and it, kind of this is a cyclical thing. If you can lead in season, you can lead out of season. So the way I saw it in football is like, if I prepared myself in the off season, if I looked at the playbook, if I knew everybody's positions, everybody's just job on the field. Just, just, yeah, did just a quick at it over, once. Quick overview. But yeah, opened it up, <laughs> said good and slapped it back close. No, if, if you actually spend time reading the playbook and you really understand it and, and you say, I don't just want to know my position. I want to know everybody's position. I want to know what the quarterback is doing, even though I'm the center, even though I'm the left guard, even though I'm blank, right? You're torn labor. You, You're never throwing the football. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have a good shoulder. And I knew exactly where the quarterback needed to be. And that would made a big difference is that was like, the, that was my off season thing is I would read the playbook over and over and over and learn it. And that made a difference. Cause then when we got to in season time, it just wasn't me yelling out things to people that didn't make sense and didn't matter to what we were doing. I, I wasn't just like the annoying kid, like, Hey, we should run this play. Like my opinion started to matter more and it gave me opportunities to lead because they knew that I knew the playbook because they knew that I knew where they should be. If, if a play broke down in practice during the season and I turned around and I could see that the tight end was in the wrong spot, I could say, Hey, you're in the wrong spot. We were running this play. Right. And that was an off season practice for me was getting to know this playbook. Um, other, you know, off season practices and, and you kind of already touched on this with sports is like, you just got to stay in shape. You got to flex your muscles, right? Like we, we know it's a fact that if you're not using your muscles, they're going to go away. Not completely because they're just part of your body, but they're not going to be nearly as strong or useful. Yeah. <laughs> they're just gone. No more ACL, <laughs> but, but you got to flex your muscles, right? Like you have to keep them working. You have to keep them active. It's the same thing. Like when you don't drive a car for a long time and then you go to turn it on and it doesn't turn on and you're like, I'm not sure if this is the engine, the battery, the spark plugs, whatever it is. You're, you're like, you're calling your dad freaking out. And he's like, calm down and call triple A. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> it, what I'm it's doing. the same thing in sports. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing in sports is if you're not like using those muscles, those 
your even your brain. If you're not practicing those things in the off season, when you get to the in season, then your opinions won't really matter if you don't know that playbook and you won't be in shape to even be starting on the field. And if you're not on the field, you're just not going to be a leader, like truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously um, there are ways to lead at every aspect that you're at. Um, and, but it, it is definitely the easiest for sure to lead when you're on the field, when you're the one um, that everybody knows is putting in the work. And, and there are times where maybe you're putting in the work and you don't get to be on the field for whatever reason, but that people will mm-hmm. respect the work ethic that you put in. Um, yeah. And uh, if you're not, not the focal point of the offense or the defense or whatever, but something that I want to talk about really quick, as we're talking about this in the off season, where obviously is people who I played basketball, you played basketball, or you played football, um, not played basketball. And I did not, I did play, not football. play basketball. No, um, I, I terrible at basketball. Don't count and, on me to get in the post and make a layup. It won't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know what I'm doing on the football field, <laughs> but um, what, so it's easy though for me, because when I knew that I, I needed to grind in the off season to wake up and wake up at five in the morning, go down the basketball court, get, 500 shots up like I knew that was something that would elevate my game when we're talking about leadership when we're talking about something that um is not necessarily tangible not something that like you can necessarily say I'm going to do x and get y um how how do you feel that you've been able to flex your leadership muscle in the offseason or how do you think you've been able to grow that muscle yeah that's a great question. And, um, you know, as I, I kind of think about it and, and mull over that, uh, I, I just think that like one big thing that all leaders need to be is decisive. And that's something that doesn't really have an off season is, is being decisive. And so if you are the leader, let's say of a small group of people, and this doesn't have to be a spiritual context, you're just the leader of your friend group, right? And you pretty much only hang out during the school year because maybe everybody goes to different camps over summer. You know, like that happens. Um, well, during or during that school year, you have to make decisions for your friend group, right? Because you're the de facto leader. It might be like what you guys are doing over the weekend. It might be like what restaurants you go eat at, what activities you do, whose house you hang out at, who drives, like what other friend groups you invite. And those are all decision-making things, right? And, and a good leader, and this is how you become that de facto leader of a friend group, is you just make the choices and other people are just like, oh, sure, why not? <laughs> and I like being entirely blunt and honest is, in my opinion, that's a large majority of leadership in all aspects of life. I'm working in the church right now. And yes, the leaders above me are more wise, more experienced, more trained, more educated, all of that, 100% yes. They've also just been making decisions for a lot longer than me. No one looks to the youngest person on the staff and says like, hey, what should we do for the next 50 years? <laughs> they, they look to the person that's been making a decision every single day for the last 50 years. And so going back to like this example of you and your friend group, if you're making decisions for them every day, right? And then you get to this summer where all of your friends are traveling and that's kind of this off season in this aspect, right? Is is no longer hanging out with this friend group, whatever this friend group is centered around. You still have to find ways to make decisions and they can be really small things. They can be decisions just like, hey, I'm gonna wake up and go to the gym today, right? It can be a decision like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this book this summer and I'm gonna read 10 pages a day. 
it, it could be decisions like I'm going to cook this meal on this day, or I'm going to go eat at this restaurant. And it's just small decisions. And I think that that makes a big difference because that is kind of flexing this brain muscle of leadership is, is being somebody that can be relied on when things get more tough than just where do you want to eat is you have this practice of like, I can be decisive and whatever the background knowledge of that decisiveness is like for me, it's studying scripture uh, just as a Christian, that's something I do a lot of. And so I try to root my decisiveness into where do I think the Bible speaks into this? But if that's not your thing, you can still have other resources that kind of teach you and guide you and give you like these kind of boundaries of decisiveness. And then you just are making decisions inside of that boundary, right? Like you're going to go through life and your background is going to tell you and your, your morals and your vision and your values are going to tell you what decisions to make. And if you make those decisions in this off season period where they don't matter nearly as much, they're just for practice reps almost that when you get to an in season and they do matter and it's big life choices, like, man, are you going to go to an in-state or out of state college? Are you going to, are you going to marry this person? Are you going to date this person? Right? Like those are bigger decisions. Those are much tougher decisions. Are you going to accept the job offer that pays twice what you're making now, but it makes you miserable? Or are you going to take a job that pays half of what you're making now, but it's your dream, right? Like those are big decisions and, and being able to make small decisions is going to help you be able to make these bigger decisions. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. I think that's all great stuff. Um, just to be able to flex the muscle of, of making decisions is something that we do every single day and something that you can do within your family life, something you can do within your friend life, even your own life. Um, you constantly, there really is no off season for decision making. Um, so yeah, it's a great perspective to look at. Um, anything else for, as we're wrapping up here that you want to lead the people? Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of started this conversation, Scotty, you started this conversation with the length of an off season. And we talked about how that can be different. And sometimes you might not be sure how long that off season is. Right. Um, like I'm kind of at a place where athletically speaking, my off season is indefinite, right? Scotty, you can nod and laugh because you're kind of in the same place. I'm in the we same boat, play. same yeah, boat. We can, we can play a pickup rec game of basketball or flag football or something, but I have a, hey, I, have a, I have a playoff flag football game that I'm coaching on Saturday. So here we go. Exactly. There, there's that. But, <laughs> but as far as like actively playing tackle football, I don't think that's something I'm ever going to do again. I could be wrong. I could be. I'm probably not. <laughs> probably not wrong on that one. So I'm in this indefinite off season for tackle football, right? And that to say, like, we just don't know how long an off season can be sometimes. And, and to me, there's a lot of leaders that I look up to, a lot of people that I look up to, a lot of books written about like what to do when you're not sure what to do type of thing. And, and it's all over the Bible too. If you are a Christian or if you are interested in Christianity, it's all over the Bible of, of kind of what to do in these uncertain moments. And I just think like, it's important to know that you can focus on growing now, wherever you are now, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to go off to college and maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're about to go off to college and they're just going to see it as a four year off season from being in their home. And they're not going to make a whole lot of use out of that time. Right. But if you go to college and you leave your hometown and you go somewhere else, like Scotty, we went to Gainesville and you plant yourself into stuff that's in that city, like FCA, like the church that we went to Westside Baptist, right? Or Greenhouse, because Scotty, that's where you went. If you plant yourself in those positions, then you can find ways to grow exponentially in the off season. 
if that is what you define the off season to be. I started serving at West Side just kind of out of pure luck. And then it turned into two years of just learning so much about ministry, so much about leading students. And that was not something I was prepped to do at all because I just, uh, like a lot of other people, I saw that as an off season before I moved back to Orlando or moved somewhere else for a professional life. But that turned out to be just an incredible experience. And so I just kind of want to leave everybody with that. It's like, you might not know when the off season ends. You might be looking at an off season thinking that it, <laughs> that it ends in a month, that it ends in a year or have just no clue when it's going to end. And if that's the case, like, don't just give up and sit around doing nothing, waiting for it to be over. Flex those muscles, learn something, do something, make decisions, work out, do anything, get involved in whatever that sphere is right now, because you'll reap a harvest out of it and you're going to reap benefits out of it that translate into whatever the on season is. Yeah, great stuff. I think that's when you see a lot of athletes, they don't talk about the off season as the off season. They call it as grinding season or whatever, bulking season. Yeah. Um, and so I love that perspective change of don't ever call it an off season, which we've been doing a lot today and I'm learning. That's why we have awesome people like you coming onto the show is don't call it off season, call it, um, whatever it is. It's grinding season. It's bulking season. It's, it's grind time, getting yeah. better. Yeah. It's better at getting better at reading, getting better at speaking, whatever that is, um, decision-making it's that season. And so Eddie, thank you for being on the pod. I appreciate it. Um, peace and blessings, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Scotty. This was a blast. It's my pleasure, my pleasure. What an amazing way to end the season and a great perspective change on the offseason. Uh, Eddie, thank you so much for being on the show. I really do appreciate it. And guys, as always, um, I do want to leave this episode with a tangible takeaway. And for today's tangible takeaway is going to come from somebody who I believe is a great leader. His name is Urban Meyer. He has a rule of the 10, 80, 10, and that's the top 10% are going to be the self-motivated, those who drive themselves already, the 80% are the middle, and then the 10, then there's the bottom 10% that uh, you're really going to need to work on, and maybe you never even get to um, have be motivated um, players or team members or parts of the organization, and the fact that you guys are listening to a leadership podcast that you're searching for lead now tells me that you are already in the top 10%, and what he, Urban Meyer, um, describes as a good person who's in the top 10%. It's not just somebody who is growing by themselves, but somebody that is bringing another one of their teammates, somebody in that 80% along. So guys, as you're growing in this offseason, I want to challenge you do it with somebody else. Do it um, with somebody who you guys can grow together um, because one, um, you'll elevate them. And then also you'll elevate yourself by becoming a leader, being with them. Um, and coaching them up because that wraps it up not only for this episode for this season it's been a pleasure i'm excited to uh, do some work over the my off season uh while season one is wrapped up and we're preparing for season two i'm gonna already have a lot of big things in store i'm really excited about it um and can't wait to start up again in august guys thank you so much i always appreciate the support create build never forget to lead now (laughs) 